counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's really great that you found us. I hope you're having a good day. Hope hope everything's all right in your world. Okay, well, I've just got back from a really autumnal walk. The weather here in the UK has just changed over from being quite nice, quite pleasant, getting a bit cooler to actually starting to be quite a lot colder. So I've just taken the dog out. I've been walking in leaves and it's just been been really nice, but it's been cold. So I've come home. I'm going to record this. And then I've got some homemade soup, which is lovely. That's one of the nice things about autumn, isn't it? Anyway, I'm waffling on about what we're having for dinner. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about social media. Let's talk about how you can improve the effectiveness of your social media because social media is brilliant, really. I mean, social media is free and that's my favourite price point of all. So it's a brilliant and free way to attract clients. But people need to see what you write in order for it to make an impact with them and in order for it to grow your practice. Because, you know, we're not going on social media just to, just for the fun of it. We're not going there on there just to, you know, make pretty pictures or just write little captions. We're going on there because it's an effective way of you getting seen, of your ideal client seeing you and you going on to, you know, have more people contact you and become actual clients. That's the point of it. But here's the thing. It's a really busy world out there. You know, there's lots of people and lots of things vying for our attention. And you'll know that people are busy. You're busy. I'm busy. Everybody's busy these days. And also people are lazy. I'm certainly lazy. If I can do nothing rather than do something, quite happy to do nothing. You know, I'm quite happy to sit and read a book. And in the online world, everything is available at lightning speed. So people expect things to be instantly available. So if you want people to read what you've written on social media, or for that matter, if you want people to, you know, listen to you on video or read through any blogs that you've written or anything like, you know, anything, then you have to get their attention and you have to get it quickly. So you have to stop the scroll. So imagine people are scrolling through social media. You have to do something that makes them stop scrolling and read what you've written. And the way you can do this is by using a hook. And just before any get, before I go any further, I've actually got a free guide that goes with this episode that shares with you 37 ideas for hooks. And you can grab this by going to janetravis.co.uk slash hooks and you can grab it for free. So go and grab that. So what, what even is a hook? Okay, so... A hook is simply the sentence that you use to open your post that's going to make people stop that scroll. So it's going to pique their interest. It's going to spark their curiosity. And they're going to wonder, you know, what's coming next? And that means that they're going to keep reading what it is that you've written. 
So the hook makes them curious, or it even makes them nosy. So it makes them either curious or nosy enough to click the read more button. So on social media, you get to a point where usually there's a little bit that's been written and then you have to click a button to read the rest of the post. And we need people to read the rest of the post because if they read the rest of your post, then they're going to be so much more likely to do the, you know, take the call to action. So that could be that you want people to reply and leave a comment. It might be that you want people to go and read your blog or go and look at your website for more information or to contact you, you know, to actually get in touch with you. And this is the thing that makes your social media strategy work. Like I say, we're not doing this just for the fun of it. We want the way for you to properly help people is to get them into your counselling room so that you can actually work with them in that deep targeted way. Now, engagement is king in the social media world. And engagement means that people sort of take some sort of action on your post. It might be that they click like or they leave a, you know, leave a comment or something like that. So engagement is king. And you can't get that engagement if people don't actually read the post. So hooks are actually a really simple thing to use. And there are so many different ways that you can actually do this. But the important thing is to keep the hook short and snappy. So, okay, that's all very well, but maybe you're not really clear what I'm talking about. So let's look at an example. So imagine that you're writing a post about a simple way to get more self-care into your day through having a regular lunch break. So here are two different hooks here that you might use at the beginning of the post. So hook number one would be Having regular breaks at work is really important for your self-care and mental health. So that's number one versus number two. So do you want to hear a simple tip to improve your health, productivity and creativity? So which of those two is more likely to spark your curiosity? Well, I know for me which one it is, because the first one it's really boring. (laughs) So let me read it again, just to remind you. Having regular breaks at work is really important for your self-care and mental health. And it's like, oh, it is, it's boring. I'm sorry. So many people will just switch off when they hear the word self-care these days, because people are always talking about self-care. And also there's a lot of people that are really turned off by the term mental health. So the first one for me wouldn't be a good choice. But the second one, and just to remind you of the second one, the second one goes, do you want to hear a simple tip to improve your health, productivity and creativity? Well, yes, of course, I'm going to want to read on because it's made me curious because, yes, I want all of those things. <laughs> you know, I want to improve my health. I want to improve my pro- productivity. I want to improve my creativity. So, yes, I'm definitely going to go and read it. And also you're using tip, you know, do you want to hear a simple tip? That implies that it's going to be short and simple. So both of these posts are, going, are saying pretty much the same thing but they've got a different feel to them. And more people are going to go on to read the second one because it's more attractive to them. It offers something that they want, a simple tip that's going to improve health, 
productivity and creativity. Now, a little caveat here, just to let you know, this isn't about clickbait. This isn't about making enormous promises that you can't keep. So make sure that if somebody clicks through, you're going to give them the thing they want. So, you know, I've chosen this idea of regular, you know, regular lunch breaks because I did actually write a blog post about this and I shared something like 20 things you can do in your lunch break. So, I, you know, when I shared that, it did help people with these things. So make sure that if you're going to, you know, say something in a hook that you're going to be able to deliver because otherwise, you know, that, that annoys people. So make sure that you're going to deliver it. You're, it. This isn't about making big claims. Okay. So let's think about what makes a good hook. So I think that there are nine categories. So here are the nine categories that you can try. So number one, you've got questions. Now you can't go wrong with a question. So asking a question, you know, before you write anything else is going to be helpful. So it could be that you say, do you need a little boost? So somebody will be, th people answer the question in their head. So if you put, do you need a little boost? They'll answer that thing in their head by going, yes, I do. And that means that they're going to be more likely to read on. The second hook is by using a fact or a statistic. So you could say something like, according to a recent survey by, you know, whoever, 45% of adults claim that stress has caused them to lie awake at night in the last month. So, you know, there's something about that that makes, makes it sound true, because it is true. You're not just going to make up a fact unless you do it in a really, really hilarious way. But like, so, you know, make sure it is a fact that you've seen somewhere and that you can back up. But really, all you're doing is you're putting that there so that people go, oh, that's interesting. And then if they identify themselves, then they'll carry on reading. Number three is another great thing. Um, and that is quotes. I mean, quotes are a great way to open a social media post. Now, I think we're used to maybe making a quote image, but what I'm talking about here is slightly different. What I'm talking about is, you know, starting off with a quote. For example, you could use this quote. So Charlie Manger said, those who keep learning will keep rising in life. And I agree because, and then you'd go on to talk about why you agree with that. Now you can do this in two ways. You can either write your post and then think of a quote that will go with it or find a quote that you like and then write a post that's to do with that quote. So those are, you know, you can do either of those things there. Now, number four is where you can start being a little bit more creative. So you can use metaphors and similes. So I've once used ogres are like onions, at least according to Shrek. But I think we all are because. So you see, what I like about that is that it shows a little bit of humour. Ogres are like onions. You know, there's something there that's like quite lighthearted. And, you know, you I think one of the things about being a counsellor is that it can be so serious. Some of the things that we talk about are such serious things. But I do still think that it's possible to bring in a certain amount of lightheartedness or even humour. So using a metaphor or simile in this sort of way, you know, like talking about Shrek, is a way for people to get an idea of you, you know, to get an idea that you do have, that you're a normal person, that you, you know, you've got a sense of humour as well. Number five, curiosity. Now, curiosity is a great way to hook people in because we all want to know that we all want to know the answers to things. So an example here could be something like, what if I told you? And then go on to say what it was. So it could be, when I lost my job, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So somebody reading that would maybe think, oh, why, what happened? And then they want to read on. 
So, you know, it's a, again, it's a very simple thing to do, but it really works. Number six is talking about something new. So new ways to do something. So it could be something like new ways to do this thing that you might not have tried. So it could be, have you heard of this new way to boost your confidence? So again, people like to think that they're, you know, keeping on top of things. They want to know that they're not being left behind. So they might think, oh, crikey, there's a new thing. Let me go and check it out. So they're more likely to read through. Okay. Number seven is use superlatives. So anything that you would say is the best or the worst, the longest or the shortest, the highest or the lowest, it's going to grab readers' attention because it's an extreme. So an example here might be, here's the best way to say no that I've ever heard. So, you know, again, you can use your creativity there. And in the free guide as well, I've got, like I say, 37 different ideas for you. And that's going to give you loads and loads of ideas. Number eight is secrets. We all want to know secrets, don't we? We all want to, we don't want to feel like we're missing out on something. So share something that's a secret. So it could be the secret to doing something. So the secret to falling asleep quickly. That could be something that you took, that you, a way to start your post. And number nine is fear. Now, I don't really like to use fear-based marketing because I don't think it's appropriate for us as counsellors. You know, I don't want people to come to counselling because we terrify them into thinking that if they don't have counselling, then they're going to get depression and something terrible is going to happen to them. That said, I think that you can use an element of fear to encourage people to read what you're about to write. So it could be that you say something like, warning, are you accidentally, and then talking about what they might accidentally be doing. So it could be, are you agreeing to do things that you don't want to? And then you would write, you know, write the rest of your post about how you might recognise it, notice it, how you might change it, that sort of thing. But probably the most important thing to remember is to keep all of these short. As I say, people are busy. So the sooner you can get to the point, the better. Don't waffle on with with loads of stuff. Just keep it really, really short. And I've got a little tip for you. And this is something I do myself. And I highly recommend that you do this as well. So I would recommend that you keep a document somewhere and I would do this online so that you could then just copy and paste it over. So if you see a hook that you think is really good that you might be able to either use or adapt, then, you know, copy and paste it over to a document and keep it there so that you've got something you can use later. Because I don't know about you, but it's certainly true for me that I will have days where I can't think of I can't think of how to put one word in front of another. You know, my brain can go completely blank and I just can't think of anything. So for me, having these, I call them swipe files, they're generally called swipe files, of ideas that you've seen around and about that you can then adapt and use, it's really, really great help because you're not having to start just completely from scratch. So like I say, keep a document. And, you know, like I say, to help you with this, I have got this free guide for you. This free guide, actually, it was based on a quick win training in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. And I've put together a series of quick win trainings. And these are they're called quick wins because they're just short. I mean, they're all under 30 minutes, but most of them are about between about 10 and 15 minutes, really. They're not very long. But they all share really simple but, you know, effective ideas 
that's going to help you to, with some aspect of marketing, or it could be some aspect of productivity, you know, all sorts of different things. So I have a quick win guide that's all about using hooks and it includes 37 hooks for you to try. So what I've done is I've adapted that for you. And now you can grab this for free by going to janetravis.co.uk slash hooks and you can grab it there. So there you go. That's hooks. Like I say, starting off your social media post with a hook is just such a simple thing to do. So to recap, a hook is a really simple but effective way to open your post because it's short, it's snappy, and it's going to attract your reader's attention. And this way, you're going to encourage more people to actually read what you've written, which is going to make your social media a whole lot more effective because you want people to read your post and then take action. So, like I say, download the cheat sheet at janetravis.co.uk slash hooks and take action. You know, taking action is the most important thing. So take action by practicing using hooks to open all of your social media posts. And remember, you can use hooks on, you know, your social media posts, but also on blogs and other things too. So look, I hope that this has helped. But as always, don't struggle on alone. You know, there's loads of help and support available to you in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. And just think how much more you could achieve, how many more clients you could attract if you had clear direction, if you had clear focus, and if you had support. So, you know, don't struggle on alone. Go and have a look at growyourprivatepractice.co.uk and come and join us. And also, just just whilst I'm thinking about it, if you've got any counselling friends who are in private practice, then be a mate and tell them about the podcast because, you know, it might just help them. So that's it for today. It's been really lovely talking to you. I hope that you find that really helpful and I'd love to hear how you get on. So let me know. So you can either find me on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, it's Jane, just Jane Travis and it's Jane without a Y or on Instagram, where if you go to grow your private practice, you'll find me there and just let me know, you know, drop me a DM, let me know how you're getting on. And if you've got any questions, then just let me know. So that's it. It's been lovely talking to you and I'll speak to you soon. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there i'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye